So now, if you're trying to, uh, you know, kick it with somebody, is that an okay term? What do, you, what do you guys say if you're trying to holler at somebody? What does your generation say? Hit her up or hit something. Hit her up, hit her up, hit her up. Okay. Slide in the DMs. Slide, yeah, slide, slide in the DMs. Okay, we're trying to slide in the DMs. Yes. <laughs> is that the only option to slide in the DMs? What are the ways that you're, what's your preferred mode of communication if you're trying to, you know? It depends on the scenario. Like. No, no, you you like somebody and you're trying to, you want to get to know them better. You want like to, on one-on-one or like on yes. socials. Like a like someone you've seen on Instagram who's oh. like a fire babe or something. Wait, wait, okay, wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> Let's unpack that. Okay, you said like someone on Instagram who's a fire babe? Yeah. Okay, I, even though that sentence I'm not sure I understand. A fire babe is like a celebrity? No, like a fine... A fine, a fine, fine girl. girl. Fine, F-I-N-E yeah. or F-I-R-E? Fire? Beautiful Essentially a beautiful girl. Beautiful. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Huh, okay. So does this fire babe, is this somebody you know? Or is um, this somebody who, like somebody, one of your friend's friends? Uh, it can be any, really. Rick, you're out of pocket for that. She's my woman, a special lady. Salam and hello everyone. My name is Lily Bakala Piper and thank you for tuning in. So recently we asked you, our beloved listeners, to tell us what you wanted to hear more of. We asked you to tell us what was working, what wasn't, what you wanted to hear about on the show. We were delighted to hear from so many of you and also a bit surprised about what you suggested. At the top of the list of the ideas of what you would like to hear more of from Salam and Hello was more from young people and more from men. So Becky, Rahman, and I, my producing team, were really excited about that. We just couldn't agree more. Absolutely, yes. We wanted to also hear more from young people and in particular, young men. So all throughout the month of May, we are going to be focusing on stories from real people. Real people that could be your brother, son, friend. Not every conversation will be with young men, I have to say, but we are going to be talking to real people. Up until now in 2023, we've had the good fortune of talking to some of Africa's and the diaspora's great thinkers and leaders and innovators. We have been so honored to learn from so many people. But we also know that we have so much to learn from the people who are in our everyday lives, who sit with us at lunch, who go to work with us, who are in our classrooms, who are our cousins and our mothers and our friends. And so this month is all of those stories from real people. And today we are talking to some members of Gen Z. I'm not sure if you are aware that Gen Z is the most populous generation on planet Earth today. It's really quite incredible. In Africa in particular, Gen Z makes up 31% of our population, according to the UN, 31% of Gen Z. And if you weren't aware already, Gen Z are those people born between 1997 and 2011 or so. So these people are between 12 and 26. And if you're like me, you have a lot of Gen Z in your life. I am a mother, so I have four Gen Z children. But just in our community, whether it's in church or in other spaces, you know, social spaces, uh, cultural spaces, Gen Z is a growing and and active and alive generation. We, We cannot ignore them. They are the first generation to grow up with the internet, with portable digital technology, and with social media. Their whole lives, screens have been a part of how they understand themselves, how they understand others, how they understand culture. 
They are a unique generation, and we're just starting to get a little bit of data to understand them better. That data tells us a lot of things, um, tells us that they really value mental health and self-care. Also, it also tells us that mental health is one of their biggest concerns. That data tells us that this generation is wildly diverse and they believe in and value diversity. They're also very socially justice-minded and oriented. This is a generation that's not gonna put up with a workforce or a school setting or other places that are you know, a monolith. They want to see people from all across the world in different spaces, languages, you know, ethnic make, uh, makeup in the places that they live and work. I think that's a really powerful and interesting part of who they are. This group is also pretty self-directed and confident, and they're very aware of the troubled planet in which they live. This is a generation that came about um, during a time where terrorism was commonplace. The climate uh, is, is you know, in duress, the planet feels like it's melting. They are very aware of the challenges of refugees, of ref racism, of poverty. They are leaning into these problems and concerned. It's also a generation that really is post kind of Judeo-Christian values. These are the children of generations that really consider themselves unaffiliated with faith. So we have a whole generation of young people who are maybe open to questions of faith, but not necessarily inclined to be of faith themselves. And interestingly enough, it's also the first generation that we've seen that would not describe themselves overwhelmingly so as completely heterosexual. So what do I mean by that? A recent survey in 2016 of gender and sexuality by the Walter Thompson Company, which is a U.S. company, so it's important to note that this research is not coming out of the continent, found that only 48% of 13 to 20-year-olds describe themselves as completely heterosexual. That means half of this generation consider themselves somewhere else, a little bit more fluid in the gender and sexual identity space. So this generation is asking a lot of questions of other generations. We're trying to figure them out as they enter the workforce, as they're in our homes, as they're in our restaurants, as they're in our places of business. And I'm really glad that today four young men, all part of Gen Z, have joined Salam and Hello just to talk about life themselves, who they are, and how they are understanding the world today. So I've said a lot in the ways of an introduction, and I'm really um, excited for you to meet our guests. So I'm going to turn the mic over to my guests and ask each of them to introduce themselves, their name, their age, and in brief, kind of what they do or who they are right now. All right, so Rick, we'll start with you. Hey, um, salam and hello. <laughs> my name is Rick Alonzo. I'm a recording, mixing, mastering engineer, so basically sound engineer. I'm 23 years old hi guys my name is philo or you can call me philip koth i'm currently a creative director at pesos nairobi and an a &R. yeah once again um hello my name is thomas seward 19 years old and i'm a filmmaker and photographer based in nairobi kenya i'm silas piper i'm 18 years old and i'm a musician all right and i should say that all of these individuals are somewhere in the creative space. So we have a, a, a creative and I think a vocal group of young men here, which I'm really excited to talk to today. So thank you, all of you, for being on the show. We were talking beforehand about how we really want to understand Gen Z because y'all, um, I think the, the phrase is hit different. Is that right? Is that right? 
Yeah, okay. Thank you for not laughing out loud. <laughs> but you guys are different. You know, you're, you're engaging with the world differently. You're moving through the world differently. So let me start by reading to you a definition of how people are defining you. And I just want to hear from you if you think this definition is accurate. Okay, so this definition is from an academic from Stanford University. Um, so it's a little bit heavy in text, but I just want to see if you, if you vibe with this, this um, definition. They say that a typical Gen Zer is self-driven, who cares deeply about others, strives for a diverse community, is highly collaborative and social, values flexibility, relevance, authenticity, and non-hierarchical uh, leadership. While dismayed about inherited issues like climate change, Gen Z does have a pragmatic attitude about the work that has to be done to address those issues. Do you think that that is a fair description of your generation or of you? I think it's like our generation, Gen Z, they're like the people who who trying to get out of the box of the matrix. They just want to live their life like free spirits. With that, like I, I, I partly agree with the definition, kinda. Okay. What what part resonates with you? Um, kind of like the the last line. The last line. Yeah. That you have, you're you're pragmatic about the work that has to be done to address the challenges. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, what are some of the ways that you are looking at the world and seeing yourself as as being pragmatic or having solutions? I think solutions. They all they use the old ways to handle stuff, mm. and us guys just think about creative ways of just solving things on our best level. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Than the old traditional ways like selling pamphlets, TV, radio. So if you're if a Gen Z was to be tasked with solve a climate issue, it will be different. So for you in your work right now, for example, how are you seeing what you're doing as different than perhaps somebody ten years? You're a senior. Yeah, we, we have like some sustainability projects. We go buy things like old denim. We refurbish them to to new clothes where the people mm-hmm. rock. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I agree with uh, the definition uh, you've set uh, in all ways but one. I feel as though um, the current society, the Gen Z society, is more withdrawn. Like we are more selfish in the way we manage our time and the way we also concentrate that time towards socializing and interacting with people because of uh, the nuclear family setup mm. which has kind of like um, constrained some things to some extent in the aspect of socialization and actually engagement with the wider world but then also there's this thing called selective engagement where you only engage where you feel your presence and your skills and whatever you have at your disposal will be properly appreciated and not be wasted. That's also another thing, not wasting your energy or your talent on things that may inhibit your progress, essentially. But that's, uh, yeah. So you're, you're only 19. Yes. So at 19, what are some of the, how are you making sure that you're not wasting your time? Because that's, that's a big question at 19. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a bit of a big question because most people at the age of 19, I'm not saying I'm better than anybody else, but the sure. m- general conception is that it's time to just experiment and live your life and just enjoy your life before things get serious in your yeah. adult years. But generally, um, say the question again. Well, I'm just curious, you were saying that your generation, you feel like you are not trying to waste your time, right? Did I understand you correctly? Yes. So at 19, what are some of the ways that you're like, what are the decisions you're making 
to reflect that, to um, say, like, I'm not going to waste my time, so I'm going to do X. Involve my, thing, involve my uh, time in things that will actually motivate and uh, construct my future in a good way, like um, taking care of my academics, because at the end of the day, um, what you do in your academics will properly reflect on who you are as a person and your morals and all that. I mean, that's not the full picture, but it somewhat contributes to that in a very relevant, pertinent way. And also um, cultivating friendships and especially with family. You know, a family mm. is a very big uh, pillar of one's personality and disposition. So it's very important to maintain that to an, ex- to an, uh, to an extent where it will help you in life. And uh, paying attention to the things that actually matter in life, so, such as your well-being, your mental health. As you said uh, previously, it's one of the main uh, things that we worry about as a, as a generation. And so on. Yeah, yeah. Things that uh, motivate or encourage continuous improvement. Okay. Yeah. Thais, what are your thoughts? Um, I think Gen Z is a um, it's a group of people that like tends to follow many different things. Like I feel like we're very heavily influenced, not easily influenced. Um, but I also do think that like there's the motivation to pursue something is very much like internal. Like if anything, you know, external um, um, external like suggestions from people around. Um, those of Gen Z are like they're, they're like kind of Gen Z t- tends to push back against that um, like you they, could say we are more receptive yeah. of, in- of information yeah yeah receptive of information but I think when it comes to the word like self-driven that drive is not from someone else <coughs> like it's it's very much like internalized but mm-hmm. at the same time though there's I, I feel like it's, it's it's hard because Gen Z is it's a, it's, a, it's a large group of people as you said there's sure. so many of them so sure. there's yeah, a lot yeah. of different like yeah. subsections if you will there's a lot of people that are like you know have that passion they focus it you know from, a, from internally but there's also people that are more consumers um, mm. and they're, those are the people mm-hmm. that I mean when I'm there like easily influenced yeah. I mean it's know? a huge age gap I mean the youngest yeah. Gen Z are going to be 11-ish 12-ish the, the older are going to be 26 and so even as we're talking I mean I really am asking for you personally and then maybe your peer group you know the ones that you spend the most time with how you are how you would respond to these questions because you're right it's hard to represent an entire generation but at the same time I think if we don't ask these questions we don't it's very hard for us to understand I think what happens sometimes between generations is that we kid each other a lot it's like oh that's such a Gen Z thing to do or like okay boomer you know how you guys are shaming us on yeah. TikTok and whatnot, you know? <laughs> so I think it's an effort to be like, okay, how do we break down in between there and understand truly each other? So let, let me let me keep diving in. How many of you start your day on social media? Rick, yeah, everybody, everybody but yeah. Thomas? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, not, not, not Thomas is not? Okay, so of the three of you that do start on social, <laughs> how much time are you spending on social first, time, first thing in the morning on average? Would you say? Like, Rick, in the morning, yeah. I think like, it depends, really. Okay. If I have the time. Yeah, if you have the time. I will push it. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, uh, let's say like a Sunday. Yeah. I wake sure. up on a Sunday, I have nothing to do. I'll be online. <laughs> I will be online. Show me this like a, it's like a deep dive, bro. If you get yeah. something that you like and then you start suggesting yeah. other things, yeah. now you're going like... You go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. bro, you can't even stop. And then mm. now you'll just have to start. Because now you're fighting like concentration. Like, that's like the, that's the hardest thing to do right now. With our generation, just our concentration span is so little. Like, you'll be here, and then you just feel like you want to do this. Mm -hmm. If you don't have, like, a good work schedule, you'll you'll get yourself, you haven't done anything. 
Yeah. So you have to like balance yeah. a bit and be disappointed. Oh, what's, making, what's making you laugh? <laughs> no, I mean I'm the I'm the person he's talking to, like about <laughs> those people. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. yeah if uh, without control, yeah, because the algorithms are so good. You know, uh, just uh, Instagram, TikTok, Spotify. The Spotify algorithm is is so good. <laughs> you know, it's like a battle with the with the algorithms because uh, yeah, my my attention span is so tiny right now. Like, I watch like a a sped up video and I speed it up again. Yeah. You know, wow. like if it's more than one minute, that's a lot. Yeah, so, like fifteen seconds, yeah, 15 man. Fifteen seconds, yeah, yeah, max. It's like <laughs> wow. a dopamine effect. Okay, so yeah. let me talk to Thomas and Silas then, because you guys are a little bit on the younger, younger than that than Philo the and Rick. Yes. With mm. this kind of attention grab and you're in the classroom academic settings how does that affect your learning and your ability to learn because teachers are not teaching or professors aren't professing <laughs> with 15 second lessons you know to a large extent mm. most of the time we have guys who are uh, really working hard in the term it, it looks like they are working hard but when you when you go to the end of the term <laughs> it doesn't echo what you, you've been it doesn't reflect that at all but on even on my end i'm also having to deal with that with that because uh, i also use uh, social media i don't use it in the morning but i use it uh, during the day mm. it takes an, uh, an adverse effect on that there are times when i'm working on my homework and i do a based subjects uh, for my curriculum and it's very hard to actually grasp a certain concept it's very difficult and you're like where did my mind go you know hmm. what's so all you this feel about it, you feel that impact yes yeah it's really not good and so i don't know it just takes some time to like reconstitute your uh your memory and uh, your mind state by you know mm-hmm. giving in to uh what social media has done to your head and just going with the flow and accepting that, yeah, this is life. Let me try and adapt to it because also one element of uh, human development or evolution is adaptation, you know. True, so true. we have to yeah. move mm. with the times. We just can't be stuck in a place because we'll be left behind. So how about you in a classroom, which you have just still kind of in, mm-hmm. how does that affect your ability to learn, do you think? Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm still a senior in high school. So senioritis is like, I have a very bad case of that, you know. <laughs> so like in class it's so hard to like pay attention and I, I don't know if that's an effect of, of trying to finish school or if it's an effect of like um you know attention spans being like affected by like the the, the amount of like duration of of media um but i tend to like try to do a lot of work um on the music side like during class as well um because it's hard to do like spend like focus on one thing at a time mm-hmm. you know like i'll write mm-hmm. songs in class i'll like you know be texting people during class um just multitasking all the time yeah Yeah. wait wait like you guys go with phones to school yeah yeah, we have phones at school so like that's different it's different Different. yeah Yeah. you were not allowed phones in school yeah 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 different schools different systems (laughs) but you know like i think the real problem here is like so imagine the guys who are like 14 13 now yeah Yeah, i think that's where the real problem is gonna Mm. be for sure we might need we'll probably do a part two with those yeah that Mm. generation who's you're right yeah because imagine someone who's like 12 by the time he's uh like 20 21 like yo i can't imagine right it starts starts with the coco melon Coco melon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starts from there. I'm sorry, I'm a bit of a boomer. What's a coco melon? Uh, <laughs> you don't have like a small, small sibling. It's oh, like a kid, it's a kid yeah, show. Yeah, it's a kid show. Oh my goodness. Coco but that's melon. so interesting. And Peppa Pig. So, yeah, yeah. Peppa Pig. Pig. All right, all right. Peppa Pig. That's kind of old though, no? But, and if you chill with the kids, we just see them. 
trying to act like those cartoons. Like oh, yeah, sure. running, uh, even the way they shout. It's like mm. it gets in them. Even the accents, man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So to and you know are you them. worried about the kids behind you? Do you feel yeah. like See, I have like a, I have a small nephew. Mm. Just check him. Say so, wow. But now I have to take him outside to do other things because if you just leave them on the phone. Now imagine if you saying guys at 14, 12. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So it's not like we are worried. It's a good thing to to be on that advanced mode with phones. But it's still not good. You have to balance it out. What's not good about it? Uh, the part that is addictive. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think also like uh, like we, we, we're like online, right? Uh, but I mean on a weekend I can still go, I don't know, like Karura or we can meet up, hang out, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think for like, uh, like when I see my, my, my cousins, my younger cousins, like they they can just stay indoors and just you know mm. just with like an ipad or mm. watching stuff the whole day so i'm i might be bad but at least i'll go out <laughs> yeah, yeah and you've had your time because like yeah just like some grass when, like, um, yeah like I, like tyson and i or thomas and i sorry when Thank we were you. like in elementary school middle school like, <laughs> we were still like running outside you know like yeah. um you know on a playground like without uh, devices but like yes if you're going up if you're going up with that Because it like it probably has effects on your upbringing, you know. Because like, us like, the older side of Gen Z has still had that childhood where it's like somewhat technology free yeah. or like to an extent. But if that comes like with you throughout that upbringing, then like you know, it kind of yeah. takes it kind of takes away that kind of child um, yeah. innocence almost because you're exposed to a lot as well, or you have access to so much. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this: What is your preferred mode of communication with a friend? And let me give you a scenario and give you context because I know it could change. Let's say a friend is, you haven't seen them in a while. They're coming back from somewhere and it's like reunion time. You just want to connect, right? It's just excited to see that person catch up. What's your preferred mode of doing that? In person, really. Okay, so in, person, in person, 100%. Yeah, yes. okay. Pilo, what in do you think? person, I have yeah. to meet up. Okay, really? Yeah, me too, in person. Okay, You've that, never that, seen that, it for a long time. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. okay, that's so encouraging. That's so encouraging. Okay, what about conflict? Let's say you're you're struggling, this person's not getting you, you're having an issue. So not, again, personal, not necessarily a business issue, but you're really not seeing eye to eye. What's your preferred mode of communication for that? Digital means of communication to Digital. prevent any fallout that may arise mm-hmm. from meeting physically. What, what, yeah. makes you, what makes you prefer the digital for that, uh, Thomas? I feel uh, when you're physical you sort of can't control your uh, behavior and your emotions. But now that you are away from that person and you're not really seeing eye to eye or sort of, you can sort of like regulate your mind state and mm. your behavior and some would come to terms and probably understand the situation that you're in and come to a reasonable agreement. I would prefer not to text. I'll prefer just to hear him out like yeah. on a voice on call. On a call, yeah, on yeah. a call. You'd call. Because you'll yeah. interpret the text wrong okay. and then it okay. will escalate. So you just have to get his voice so not in person maybe a phone call for this yeah, yeah. Phone okay call, yeah. okay all right that's so interesting because in some ways the digital tools that you've grown up with now can actually in your case thomas you're like okay can help me this in this way it can be a tool for me i don't have to just see them in person okay what about a different situation where um and this is my observation you know when i was in high school uh, it was a while ago <laughs> 20 plus years ago if you were You wanted to ask somebody out. You want to start a relationship. You had very few choices. Either you write them a paper letter 
on paper that came from a tree, you know, and was made into paper. Or you talk to them in person. Because if you call the house, the parents are going to answer, right? There's nobody, there's no personal phones here. So now, if you're trying to, uh, you know, kick it with somebody, is that an okay term? What do you you guys say if you're trying to holler at somebody? What does your generation say? Hit her up or hit something. Slide in the DMs. Slide, yeah, slide, slide in the DMs. Wait, we're trying to slide in the DMs. Yes. <laughs> Is that the only option to slide in the DMs? What are the ways that you're, what's your preferred mode of communication if you're trying to, you know? It depends on the scenario. Like. No, no, you try, You like somebody and you're trying to, you want to get to know them better. You want like to, on one-on-one or like on yes. socials. Like a like someone you've seen on Instagram who's oh. like a fire babe or something. Wait, wait, okay, wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's unpack that. Okay, you said like someone on Instagram who's a fire babe? Yeah. Okay, I, even though that sentence, I'm not sure I understand. A fire babe is like a celebrity? No, like a fine... A fine, a fine, fine girl. Fine, F-I-N-E yeah. or F-I-R-E? Fire? Beautiful girl. Essentially fire. a beautiful girl. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Huh, okay. So does this fire babe, is this somebody you know? Or is this um, somebody who, like somebody, one of your friend's friends? Uh, it can be any, really. Rick, you're out of pocket for that. Really, am I? <laughs> okay, why is he out of pocket? <laughs> Personally, if you really want to get to know somebody, you need to know them really well. Is it, you know, people these days treat no, no, relationships no, no. like they are disposable. Come on, give me your question. What was your question? Okay, no, but like you've okay. seen, the thing is like no, you've seen like a fire babes on your IG. And Come you on. Kinda, no. Okay, so maybe let me ask what the question, question. So my question is, so I had asked two previous questions where you haven't seen a friend in a while, you want to connect, what's your preferred mode? Everybody said in person. I want to see my friend in person. You're having a conflict, different preferences. So now I'm saying you, you, you've you been vibing with somebody. Maybe this is where I, the, the disconnect comes. Like, well, so because you you're her. saying... Oh, you know her. Oh, you know her. Well, I guess I was assuming... And this is an assumption. Maybe that's a generational difference. I was assuming you wouldn't want to necessarily get to know somebody unless you do know her. But I guess what you're saying is that I could just see somebody on social and want to get to know her. Yeah. Is that what I'm understanding? Wait. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So. Yeah. Let wait. Me, what? 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 In, in my perspective, you have uh-huh. to get to know the person really well because. Like yeah, but then how you, you get to know her? You You'll have to slide them into the DMs. Yes, but you don't do it in such a uh, aggressive manner. Just take it easy. How? Is it aggressive no, if like, you slide into wait, the DMs? Aggr- Is that aggressive? It's not aggressive so sliding into DMs. DMs. Okay, <laughs> let me ask this. How was how did the last relationship you were in? Keep in mind that this is a a, a podcast. No, it's, it's, even it's my open. Families. Yeah. I can even. Yeah. How can did volunteer. you start that last relationship? How did it? How did it start? With the previous one, I feel this one it was a bit formal because I think you may notice now that I'm a very formal person. So yes, what so I you, did. I will note that you are the one guy wearing khaki <laughs> pants and leather shoes at this uh, interview. Yes. All right. Um, with the previous one, uh-huh. what happened was uh, Valentine's Day was approaching. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what is the best way to make this something of an event? Like, I don't want to just be the common guy who is sliding in her DMs. Just like, like. Out, of, out of over the 20 plus people, candidates vib- <laughs> vying for the position, I need to stand out. So what I thought uh, was, let me try and bring some sort of coalescence or combination of the best of digital and physical. So I thought... Wow. I'm going to write out an official correspondence, a letter. <laughs> oh, no way. Thomas, you're a different guy. A two, three paragraph uh, letter okay. stating my intention and uh, itinerary for the day, along with an 
invitation should you choose to accept Yo. i will be available oh, on this yeah. day from this time to this yeah. time and That's i will crazy. send it as a pdf via we transfer <laughs> to her dms <laughs> if i was the show no, no lie i will okay, be afraid guys okay no no let's hear him out let's I'm hear him out afraid. so you sent a we PDF via we transfer to her DMs with this beautiful invitation. Yeah, official correspondence. Official correspondence. By virtue, or even I was in the <laughs> MUN, I even put an official UN logo on the thing. <laughs> wow. I, can we just give him mad props wow. for that? This is so impressive. Kindly tell us how it yeah, went. Wow. It went well. It went well. You see that? Okay, and she responded positively. Uh, she responded positively, although I had to call her up first because she was freaking out in the messages. She's like, Listen, what is yeah. this? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so, she, so I asked her, um, I just asked her, it was very open-ended. I'm like, what do you think? She's like, yes, I'm down, of course. Wow. And, but, uh, but that was after she told me uh, uh, later on that she had to really talk to, you know, the women's council, you know, the girls group yeah, chats yeah. 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 Uh, for additional verification. You know those uh, procedures. Yeah. I hate because those. you were so because out, you were man. so different than the other kind of slide in the They, they had never encountered that species. They've yeah. never encountered that. <laughs> but uh, okay. yeah, it worked out, and uh, we had a great day. That All was right. that went well. Okay. No. <laughs> I think like the the like the last week I slid into the DMs, like to get to know her. Yeah. I, I PDF, bro. Nah. <laughs> nah. I think it's like um. You start from like commenting from the. Like the stories and stuff. Oh, start no. conversation. You from like the there. stories? Go the uh, no, I don't like the, the stories. Now maybe I do sometimes. Uh, you know, like the. You like the story. They're then? straps. Yeah, you like the story. And They're like the, don't the, like the love eye emojis of the fire. Ah, I Rick. do that. Bro. <laughs> Why? Oh, right. No, it's a reaction, like the, the the Instagram reaction. But you, uh, and then Father I Bernard. slide. No, I don't do that all the time. Bernard, man. And then, and then, what's the next? When do you when do you start to use words? Actually, I just started like uh, from there. Use what she because I knew like what she does. Like uh, she's like kind of in the art scene, um, architecture stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you know, I you know a bit of like you know like uh, Bauhaus. What, what's it called? Like uh, the German thingy. What? Bauhaus. Bauhaus. Yeah. Yeah. Just that conversation from that there. architectural riz. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Architectural riz. That's right. what I'm talking about. Let's go. You need Thomas to coach you. Okay. Yeah, but I feel like that's like that's more authentic than I've seen some of my friends who just go straight up and they're like, "Yo, what's up? Hey, yo, ma, you fire? I'm trying to, you know, trying to link up. You know, now that sucks. I am not that person, Thomas. And you know, to be fair, (laughs) there's just the generation before you did the exact same thing in person in words at a club. They would do the same thing. I mean, that's. You know what I mean? You guys are just doing it on digital, but it, yes. it definitely happens. But we do it in person too. But like in oh. person, yeah, it's person better, in my opinion. It's very tense because you don't know what they might think. It's better just send it on uh, in, digitally and just hope for the outcome instead of having to face rejection. No, 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 no. Okay, Silas, you're making a lot of noise. So what's your approach? <laughs> my approach. <laughs> mm, you're making so much noise <laughs> over there. The audacity. My approach, first of all, like on Instagram, like are you? I don't know if you're following these people. I don't follow. Um, like girls really my man yeah i don't follow that's the way i i don't remember the last time i like tried to reach out and like you know okay so what's your approach i don't have an approach they haven't they find an approach i don't have oh, an approach oh they come to you okay. yeah, that's, that's the mysterious uh, eh? yeah, mr frank ocean eh? all right <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. show visa 
Showbiz. Okay. Let's just go to you. What was the last relationship you started and how did it start? I'll tell you a story about like an old relationship. So it started like from a club. So I made this shorty. And go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you a story. Bro. Yes, I'm yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah. We're I'm listening. listening. We appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. So we were at um, some club in West Sea. Yeah, this shorty. She was drunk, yeah? So I had to get her cab home. So we took a cab, took her to their place. And then I started talking because she was like interested. Now, this is what happened. This is in the cab ride home? No, like this uh, the day after. The day after. Thank you. Like, oh, thank so she you. arrived safely yeah, and you left like, her alone. They're like, oh, thank you. Got me home. Da, da, da. I said, okay. Then we were supposed to meet up. So we met up for lunch. After that, the third day, she was like, when is your birthday? And then I told her. She was like, hey, my birthday is in this date. And then she said she's like a Pisces. And then I'm a Gemini. And then she just sent like a screenshot of compatibility uh, oh no <laughs> and she's like yo bro i don't think we can we can like have a good match because of that you know because really? of horoscope yeah. so it didn't work out uh, yeah oh see like that's that's the craziest part okay yeah. but like that's after right. i hate that so much okay man. and then what yeah. happened yeah and then what happened no, she just, just she just doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah okay that's the thing about them they just fade away you know like mm. they believe in that thing like Horoscopes. Mm. Interesting. It's not like, even how you're supposed to control like that though. It's not even. 2018 mm. times. But now these days is just. Mm. This day is smooth. Smooth. Your, your game is improved. It's not like my game is theirs. It's just theirs. Their uh, game is improved. Uh, approved is, yeah. So right. let's talk about that in you terms see. of being young men in particular. Because you know that the, we are all in Nairobi. So you're Nairobians and, and this is your context. Young men for your generation. You know, as it, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to identity and culture, when it talks about even your position in your family and how you're relating to your family members, you know, how do you define or understand masculinity? That's a good question. Personally, I believe defining one's masculinity is making sure that they are in control of themselves and that they are also in line with that um, trait of being a Gen Z, as in now having self-drive and now in terms of masculinity, now using that as an amplifier in, to that extent, but yeah. Okay. Uh, to be honest, for me, I feel, I, I think it's more of, uh, um, okay, maybe like comparing myself with maybe like uh, the older men, sure. sounds weird, like parents, uncles and stuff, I'd say the one thing as much as they think they're masculine, I don't think they're masculine as much as they think they are, because these these guys are just not in touch with the with the I don't know like the emotional side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 100%, that's the one thing I I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it makes you. It's. I think a man should have you know emotions and stuff. Mm. Not all this like oh I'm tough. Ooh, <coughs> no, wow. it's like they are they are creating a persona. You know, yeah. See, like, imagine now I'm, I'm like this. I'm mm-hmm. this age. I'm, I'm so. I'm, I just feel I'm cool. And then you become a dad. You want to be a dad. You know, like the society dad. Yes. Sh- should be just Philip. If you're Philip, just be Philip forever. Like yeah. with your kids, just be cool. You know, you don't have to create a persona. Like I'm a dad. You have to, to protect your kids. Like you know, mm. so you like your, your small peoples, you have to put them in the right direction, but you don't need to change the fact that you yourself, 
Yes, that is still a human being. Yeah, yeah this like uh, most of the parents they just that's the mm-hmm. that's where yeah. like we don't get to connect with them because they're creating a persona. Yeah, they're not mm. themselves. They want to be like the society good parent and which that's not the case. You just need to be mm. yourself with your children. Mm. It's like this quote that I know, perfection is the enemy of progress. To some mm. extent. Mm. So, so what do you think? Um, I think it's a good question. I think it's something that's like um masculinity is like a concept that's been like changing, you know, like the past like decades. So um I think it's um it's a concept that's like very much it can't really be defined by like your physical capabilities, but I feel like that's something that is important, you know. I feel like it's just it's also um it's a, it's a there's a lot it's it's it, that kind of qu- that kind of question is it it brings up a lot of things cuz you know, you don't want to be caught saying the wrong thing and then like people Does it make you clip. uncomfortable the question? No, 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 it doesn't make me uncomfortable. It's just that like um people can sometimes take answers from this and then, you know, the cancel culture, you know, if you're caught oh, yes. saying the wrong thing. Taking things out of context. Exactly, taking the things out of context. I do think that like masculinity again is a is a concept that should should be defined um from multiple areas. How how do you define it? <sighs> For yourself. For myself? It's a good question. I don't know. I have to think about that more. Okay. Um but good. I think there are elements on your like emotional, mental and physical state. I think it's yeah. I think okay. all of those three components will. I think like the best uh, description for me is like uh, masculinity is about how just being comfortable with yourself, mm. really. Yeah. So let's let's break that down now to our African culture and masculinity here. And um, I had a guest on a couple of months ago, um, Samba Yonga, who started a women's history museum of Zambia. And she talked about how patriarchy was a European concept that was brought into the continent because in many of our societies, of course, Africa is not a monolith, but in many of our societies, there were matriarchal leadership. There were women who were ruling, who governed, et cetera, et cetera. But colonialism, et cetera, et cetera, really kind of twisted some of those lines. And, and she really made the argument that patriarchy is not necessarily something inherently African. But nonetheless, we have now perfected patriarchy in the continent in so many ways. How do you see your generation engaging around those issues of how masculinity shows up in culture, in terms of relationships, in terms of power, in terms of how you're relating to women in society, how we, we relate, you know, in, in Kenya, there's still a lot of laws that, you know, determine how we relate to one another. If not written down laws, there are cultural norms that still govern a lot of our lives. So how do you think your generation is responding or pushing back on some of those norms? Or are you? Mm -hmm. How do you see yourself as African men? Maybe that's a better way to to simplify the question. Hmm. I think, um, say that question again. Do you see yourself as African men? Let me put it maybe simply. Yes, to some extent, yes, but... um, you know, due to the digital age and uh, all these influences coming from abroad, it's become a bit skewed because we are trying to now be in tune with the Western world or with uh, in the world at large, as opposed to being more introspective of our um, individual culture and all that stuff. So we have to come to a very delicate balance, you know. Should we listen to our patriarchal leaders or 
even to the politicians and all that stuff or should we listen to ourselves or what we know of what we've learned lately per our generation or per this time in history where information is all over the place you know you go on the internet there are so many um ways of expressing oneself and all these opinions how do we digest all these so that we can also maintain our identity as african men okay yeah feel you look like you were going to say yeah, something yeah um for me i'll say like i'm i'm like I'm an african man to the core in the sense that you know when we were young we used to be taken to the rural village and then you just see how these guys um interact with each other and then now you're going back seeing how things have developed and some some of the norms have been dropped have been dropped down and they've picked up others just to just to continue with um whatever they've been doing so i feel i feel like i'm an african man but i'm still with other with the western side like i just take in things and then balance them out okay you've been very very uh, diplomatic in your answer so what makes you african and what makes you do you think western as you said la mia sei having uh personally yeah personally just for you you know uh having not been raised with a dad so i've never have like a father figure to to look up to so and me um now whatever you taking like some some guy like some other musicians that I just look up to how what do they do the things someone like skepta whenever i listen to his music i feel like it's it's like he's talking to me he's like mm. his music is like speech like listen and then some podcasts i just watch so i'm saying like i get the fatherness or fatherly f- love or fatherly advices from the music and the people that i like to watch yeah so that that makes me a man like that's what i take in to be what i am that's really powerful mm. it's really powerful because you're in a generation where that's more available that maybe previous generations did not have yeah. those tools but do you feel like when you look at your future do you see fatherhood in your future Yeah. 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 Cuz uh, as I told you I had like an have a nephew. And sometimes I'm there with with him on on day. So I'm taking care of him. So I have like I have the fatherness in me. What kind the of un- what, ki- what kind of father/uncle are you? Um the cool one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool What's something one. you've taught him recently? Um Or something you've done, something you've done with him recently that was uh, meant oh. something to you. Yeah, he taught him how to ride a bike. Oh, yeah, that's, that's nice. That's really nice. God bless you for that. I'm sure he'll never forget that. But I mean, like, um, uh, defining like the thing with uh, as an African, the traditional African man, it's like, uh, say, if I compare myself with uh, with my dad, yeah, like growing up, I kid you not, my dad was like, "Yo, Rick, you should never be in the kitchen." genuinely i don't think my dad has ever cooked <laughs> is that because you know? he saw the shepherd's pie tiktok or is that because he uh <laughs> genuinely was saying that you should not be there what no, was his what was he saying to you when he said don't be in the kitchen as in you're a man you don't belong there yeah because mm. yeah i mean even uh like i think when i was a kid like going uh up country seeing my grandparents and stuff yeah over there was so weird like i went to the kitchen and everyone's like yo what what are you, what doing, are you doing here, here? Yeah. yeah so You see um and that's how it's it, it is like for everyone over there and let's say for like uh 
let's say my dad's friends like his age group and everyone like they kind of uh move like that and i'd say like that's one of the few things where it's like a bit different because you cook yeah, yeah, like why, why, why should I not cook? Just like, I'm like Rick, it's you know? so ironic, yeah? yeah. Most of the Michelin-starred chefs in the world uh, today yeah. are men. Are men, I know. See? So <laughs> what's what's the, what's the yeah, issue? Because if you really want to get true. it done well, uh, yeah, watch it now. Watch it now. Let me ask you though, Rick. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, in terms of even going to the village where, when you were young and whatnot, and seeing yeah. that, I think all of us can relate to that feeling of like this is where the men belong, this is where the women belong, and you're saying that does not resonate with you now. Yeah. Do you see a day and age where, just a similar question as I asked Philo, do you see yourself taking future kids or future family to the village, to Shags? Will that be a part of a tradition for you? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't think I'll like have whatever, like kids. But uh, if, let's say, I do or like I have someone who I'm taking care of, I, I don't think I would, uh, I would uh, like kind of push that mentality you know like this is women's stuff this is men's sure, stuff sure this is because you know for me it was really weird because i have sisters and and like i think we're all equal right but then we go over there and now it's like no you can't do this and you can't do this and you can't do this you see which doesn't make sense you know it doesn't make sense but right. yeah so maybe like as a parent yeah there's some things where i'd be like yeah it's there's nothing like this, you know, yeah. like break the norms. And Fila, for you, how would you define the culture that you you have amongst the people that you spend the most time with? I think <clears throat> culture is what we create and what, what we do. The norms that we believe in, the, the beliefs and everything. Like, for example, it's a culture not to rock Adidas with Nike. But for you, maybe you'll rock Adidas with Nike. But for us, it's like, mm-hmm. don't mix the Nike with the three stripes. <laughs> well, that's, that's the culture right. in my world. Mm. Mm. So if I was to be like a fly on the wall with your friends for a day, what would I see? What, what culture would I see? Um, see? Basically music, fashion, arts, like expression. Like guys who just express themselves. They don't, the way they dress, the way they talk. What would the values be? Values, freedom. Freedom in the sense that they are in their own niche. They don't think about the outside world. In that space that they are, whatever they believe, that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my own definition. I think it's just being more in tune with what what you like, you know, what you resonate with. Like the more, um, say example, like you can, you can like like fashion. You can really like fashion, but you're not really living that life. So I wouldn't say like you're cultured, because I think you're only cultured if you're actually living, you know, what what you believe in, or like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think true, that's what true, makes true. it mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. cultured. Because I mean, uh, if you're not living it, then you're uncultured, because you need that's to be true. true to what you what you believe, believe in. in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. reminds me of the beginning of the interview, one of the definitions for your generation is authenticity, authenticity. that you really value mm-hmm. authenticity. So I hear that, that resonating in your answer. Okay, so I want to do a rapid fire question with you all. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to give you like three options and I just want to see what your response is. Right. Hopefully these are very clear. So 
I'm going to read a statement, give you some options, and you just say, and you can say it at the same time. I'm curious to see if you'll answer the same or if it'll be different. Okay. okay. So before making a purchase, and I feel like for this group, I need to define what that purchase is. Otherwise, I'll get all your feedback about depends on what it is. It depends on the context. So before buying... Let me say a t-shirt, just a simple t-shirt, okay? Not anything special, just a t-shirt you need for gymming or something, okay? You will A, ask your friend's opinion, B, check online for information or ratings, or C, just buy it. B. B. Just buy it. B. Okay, so mixed. B. Two of you saying we'll check with info online. Yeah. Feeler, you're saying you'll say check with friends. Sias, so said just buy it. You said check with friends. You said just buy it. Uh, just buy it. Okay, okay, interesting. Next question. If you wait, haven't, wait. Um, <laughs> say say you're buying like a, I don't know, like a phone. What will you do? Mm. Just like buy higher stakes. Yeah. Oh yeah, you have to. You have to review. You have to really review, review that thing. Yeah. I've said a shirt, but he's just yeah. no. But then if you're buying like uh, yeah. something that's of higher value, yes, you oh, have yeah, to consider. Yeah, then you have to check online. Yeah. 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 Check all the opinions. You have to mm. all the How reviews. Watch all the YouTube reviews. All the YouTube reviews. Interesting. That's where you're going for the information. It's YouTube. Yeah. Yes. So they I'm do. I'm really right. gonna date because I trust Me other people's consumer judgments. reports. But Rick, even check the unboxing. Everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, you check everything. Like before, let's say before you buy like a phone, you've watched all the <laughs> unboxings, like all the. I have never all the setting up product review, product reviews, everything. You have to check out pros everything. and cons. Everything. Yeah. Cons, whenever everything. you buy like most of the electronic yeah. stuff. Yeah, I've never watched an unboxing. So Ever. do you just go and buy something? No, no, no. I check reviews and mm. check reviews online and I talk to friends for their experience. I actually ask for recommendations from friends. Mm -hmm. I'll text friends say, what do you think? Do you have this? But watching an unboxing, what am I going to learn from somebody opening the box? The experience, the experience that you will... Uh, yeah. The experience yeah. of opening the box yes. and seeing the product. But that's not going to tell me if that product is good. He's going to use it at the end. It's just... that's. The name is just unboxing, but it's gonna show you how it works. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not literally just. It's not like just it unboxing. Is, no, they, they literally are just unboxing it. <laughs> no, okay. no, no, no. They do a full. They do a full thing, like explanation of what it is, and then like. Like they show you the but contents. Then, again, but they've contents not shown you two manual. years of them using it to see if it. I understand. No, but then, they do more than just open the box, like. No, it's more or less just a representation of uh, the experience that you will yeah, the experience have you'll get because when you're opening imagine, it. Imagine it's an iPhone yeah. fourteen. What's two years there? It's like six months. You can't get like... Okay, that. fair. But I think it's interesting that you guys keep using this word experience, that you want to see that person's experience with the product. Me, I'm looking for data. What is the data I can find about that? I don't need to see it. Uh, I can read the it. The data's just... Yeah. They're showing you the data. I don't need to see a visual representation of that. Uh, okay, next question. Okay, if you have an unexpected 2,000 shillings in your pocket, would you A, save it, B, spend it, C, give it away? Or D, other. Spend, spend it. it. <laughs> spend it. Spend it. Spend it. Spend it. Unanimous. Yes. Spend it. You only live once. Mm. Yeah. Hey, what would you spend it on? Hey, you'd be so happy to get a, a two thousand that you didn't even. Two thousand is a lot. For. Yeah. What, would you, so what would you? What would you? What would you spend it on? Depends on the day. Yeah. Today, right now. Maybe Uber. Uber to where? <laughs> where are you going? <laughs> Just have some things. Uber has to have a destination. Don't know, but I'll use it on transport first. Transport, either way, it's on transport. Okay. Um, I would appropriate it. I would not spend it immediately. I would appropriate it for a time where I feel I will need it, which may be in the next two or three days, and so that I can actually have some cash on hand. Like I. Okay. Yeah. So you're saving it, but it's going to be spent soon. In the end, it will be spent. <laughs> it will be spent very soon. Yes. Okay, Silas. 
but I added to like a budget for studio sessions. Saving it, but spending it soon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I had two K, like right now. Two K right now. I'm giving you two K right now. Let's go out. I'll, I think I'll get guys lunch or something. Go get some. If uh, yeah, just spend it on people around you. Oh, yeah. oh. Like oh. how benevolent! Oh, so so huh? nice. Okay, that's not true. That is true. <laughs> okay, next <laughs> question. Okay, <laughs> let's say you have your alarm clock, which I know you guys don't use clocks, so your watch, your phone is is off by an hour. So all of a sudden, you have an extra hour in your day that you also was not budgeted, it wasn't planned for. Oh, you have an extra hour in your day. Will you a take a nap? B go on TikTok? C hang out with a friend? If a friend is there, I'll hang out with my friend. If a friend is there, I'll hang out with a friend. Same. Mm, nice. So you value that human connection. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah is, but is, the thing is, is that like an hour is not that long, so you mm. can't have you can't like um, what's it called? Well, like in that case, I would take a nap for sure. Take a nap. In the day. Yeah, the of day. course. Yeah. Yes. You're well, old. I was I was gonna ask Energy you. Energy is, is like expensive. <laughs> I was going to ask you if this is a post-COVID reaction, like I'll hang out with a friend because we had all that time where we were isolated. Do, do, has that affected, do you think, your generation and how you think about that connection? I think uh, post-COVID is when people are just so in-deep in socials. Like, mm. It's just made you to be on your phone. Mm. Like before that, it was the phone was not that much of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah after that, we had like clubhouse and like guys will just do a video chat everything was just in on the phone mm-hmm. yeah. i think post covid that's when things just started going yeah made it worse yes yeah 100%. Mm. yeah and i think also it's just because uh, uh your experience let's say an hour on tiktok uh as much as it's stimulating i think yeah. an hour with a friend is much be more, more gratifying mm-hmm. yes yeah i'm so glad to hear that that really makes me happy because yeah. sometimes it, it does feel, I will speak as somebody again from another generation, that you would prefer that connection. So I think even we might tend to make the mistake of looking at someone, seeing them on their phone and being like, oh, they'd rather be on their phone. Or even my own kids, oh, they're in their room, let me leave. But actually, maybe if we go initiate a conversation, mm-hmm. let me take you out for coffee, whatever, that people actually would appreciate that more. Yeah. Okay, okay. True that. That was a wonderful conversation, but we are just getting warmed up. We decided to pause and give you a part two of this conversation. The cameras kept rolling. The young men kept talking. We talked about elections. Some of them voted. Some of them did not. And they tell us why. They tell us what they think about when they think about their futures, uh, how they see themselves, what they're feeling, what makes them anxious, who they're getting advice from. So part two is not to be missed. It's going to be linked up later today. Don't miss it. Part two, Gen Z has entered the chat. You don't want to miss it. You can find us everywhere at Salam and Hello, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know how it is. And join us for part two of our conversation with Gen Z.